G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Their Chief Executive Dave Matthews is with us on Crunch Time. Dave, great to have you with us. Good afternoon, guys. How important was it to have a dignified exit where really this is the first time in Giants history that the club and a coach are parting ways? I think it was very important and I, and I always felt that, that that would be the case. I think you know, we're pretty proud of the fact that well, we've had two coaches in 11 years and you know, two outstanding people in terms of their contribution. Obviously, Kevin Sheedy with his track record and everything he was able to bring and then handing over to Leon Cameron, um, you know, and he grew and developed as a coach alongside the, the players he had and, and the young club we were building. So I, I thought it was really important and it's you know, something that was um, a real priority for us. The conversation happens in May and obviously it had happened along the way, Dave. If you, if you had your time coming into the season again, uh, would you have come in in this way knowing that by round nine you're changing coaches? Uh, I, I don't think anyone would have any regrets about how we've gone about it. We tried to be as measured and pragmatic as we could be by just simply saying that uh, rather than rushing to a decision either way, let's just see how things unfolded. And I think we said really yeah, that we were even comfortable with that carried through to the end of the year. Um, and, and just we, it was really an agreement to just continue to talk about how things were unfolding and um, you know, I, I guess at two and six, when you sit down and start to have those conversations about what the future looks like for, for both the club and, and the coach, um, it really, as we've said, the discussion sort of reached a pretty natural conclusion. And, and now this weekend, I mean, I've really been pleased to just see the acknowledgement and the um, outpouring, I guess, across the AFL industry for such a fine person. He's, he's made an amazing contribution. He's really been full-time in the game since age 16, which is, which is pretty unique in itself. And, uh, you know, this weekend is going to be, a, I hope, a great acknowledgement and celebration of, of Leon Cameron because of what he's been able to do for us, and not just us, but also the AFL in, in hostile territory. Leon got to, so he articulated that he'd got to his own decision. He described coaching as zapping. Had, had you and the board got to your own decision as well, that, that you would go in a new direction next year? No, we hadn't as a board. In fact, we had a scheduled board meeting on Thursday, just gone. It, it had been set down months in advance, and the, and, and the discussion really took place on Tuesday. So it was a it was really ahead of the board meeting, and it was it was you know, basically as we've described, it was a sort of reached mutual agreement on you know is this what we should do, and uh, you know I think it is zapping. I mean it's a it's a tiring um, and relentless role in any case, but I think it's sometimes more so because of the the scrutiny and and conjecture that he's he sometimes faced. I, I just got enormous admiration for what he's been able to achieve. His, his resilience is incredible. He's he's very optimistic person and just keeps pushing forward. But I think it just reached a point for him on Tuesday where he thought, you know, the, I think he described it as let's get some fresh air. So um, that's what's happened. How was it um, discussed to the to the playing group? Because I've, I've been through it at, at Hawthorne early on. How did the, the players take it and how was that presented to them? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, Luke. I, it's, I think they were very emotional, and you often hear 
conversations when coaches move on about whether he's you know, coaches lost the players is, is often the phrase. I don't think that would be the case here. They got, you know, they got a deep affection for him, and there was a lot of emotion in the room. And he, you know, he simply sort of stood up in front of the group after he'd spoken to the leaders and after he'd spoken to his own coaching group. He, he stood up in front of the whole group and and basically said, you know, I'm calling time, boys. I'm going to um, going to make Sunday my last game. And that, yeah, I think there's a lot of emotion. I mean, there's. There'd be all all sorts of emotions going through different individuals' um, minds, but I think the overwhelming view would be that everybody's indebted to him. Everyone appreciates what he's been able to achieve as as the leader of this team, and um, you know, there's some sadness there for sure. But also, I think um, you know people were uh, appreciative of you know the way he explained it and what he wanted to do next. And being the person he is, he just encouraged everyone that you know just stay tight and push forward. So, yeah, it was it was a pretty emotional day all round, and I think tomorrow will be as well. Dave, often when we see coaches change uh, from, from club to club, the club tends to go after the opposite type of person that they previously had. And they, tend to, they tend to go from the, the, the younger coach to an experienced coach, a softer hand, or they go the other way from the softer hand to someone who's a little bit more forceful or a ball movement coach to a contested coach. I know it's very early. I know you haven't even had time to, to, to catch your breath a little bit. But what Leon was, was a uniting person for your football club. He started as a young coach. Do you like the idea of a young coach that grows with the group, with your football club, or are you open to all options? Yeah, I think, I think it, look, it's clearly it's a discussion for yeah, a, a later time. So we haven't really turned him on to too much. And in fact, um, I think you know King that you know Jason McCartney has unfortunately been going through a difficult a difficult week with the passing of his father and um so he's been absent from the club the last few days. His dad's funeral was yesterday, so we've, you know it's been an emotional couple of weeks for the club on that in that front as well and um so we, you know we really haven't turned our mind to that yet our priority is to is to celebrate Leon, but you know what you just described there is that that actually we have seen uh, pretty unusual in a sense, isn't it, to take a risk as a young club on a first-time head coach, which is what we did with Leon. Mm. Um, and I think when you had experienced heads like Gabby Allen and, and Kevin Sheedy and others making the sort of assessment about who was going to take over from Sheeds, you know, I mean, I, I haven't got that level of expertise, obviously, and you sort of sit back and listen to the way they... Um, assessed Leon and you know we've, we've probably told the story a couple of times but in his interview he, I think when Tony Shepherd asked him at the outset what, how are you going to uh, coach his side he said well can, can I actually talk to you about my values first and I can still remember him because he just said you know it's honesty empathy and curiosity and this is who he, this is, this is who he was and that's what he wanted to describe and it, so you look at it and go okay so this it's not always easy to go from an assistant coach to a head coaching role I've seen a lot of times it doesn't Work out, and this one did. It's absolutely worked out, and you know, Luke would have had it, had time with him at Hawthorne. So, yeah, I, I guess the the ultimate um, answer to your question is just we'd have an open mind. I think it's we've got time now to think through it, think about you know what the needs might be or who's out there, and I, I wouldn't really rule anything in or out. Well. Will James Hurd take any more of an active role within the coaching setup, Dave, for the remainder of the season to either give you or him a feel for for what coaching might look like? It's a possibility because he's been involved. 
and he's obviously um, got a strong relationship with Mark McVeigh. So I would say it's a possibility, but at this stage, he's been actually away um, in Europe on, on, on some business, and you know, his role with our club so far has been of, obviously of a part-time nature and in some ways remote uh, from Melbourne from time to time. So, yeah, that's, that, that'll be a question that Mark will be, I think, mulling over in the next few days. Do you have the imagination to, to consider Hurd as a possibility? Uh, I don't know. Look, I, I guess I don't know what, what would be in his mind about what his own aspirations would be. I think uh, from our point of view, and I think, again, the AFL family, if you like, I think we're just all so delighted that he's back in football and he's happy and healthy and all of those things. And that's, that's the real priority. And you know, we've, we've also said that his involvement at the club really came with the imprimatur of Leon Cameron himself. Leon wanted him. Leon was always looking at areas of the club that could improve and wanted him involved. And his involvement's been beneficial to both parties so far, but I'm not really sure what the future might look like. I know you're a lateral thinker, Dave. He's not over there talking to Ange Postacoglu, is he? He's not <laughs> trying to secure someone a bit next level. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Who knows what he's, um, what he's looking at. I know he has been going to some soccer games, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just a, it's going to be an interesting time ahead and the next few weeks just to think through what, what a thorough, comprehensive process would look like and who might be involved in that. But, as I say, at the moment, we're just really focused on tomorrow's game. It's nice to be back at Giants Stadium. We'd expect a crowd of 10,000 plus. Hopefully the weather, sun keeps shining and, uh, and, the, and the boys salute for their coach. Dave, I'm not saying this is the motivation by absolutely any stretch because it's not, but the fact that you've made the decision in May, I mean, does it, is there anything to be read into the fact that it, does it give you an advantage when it comes to what is next, appointing the next guy, if there is to be, you know, competition for the next, for the next guy? I think I think it does. I think I think that wasn't a driving force behind a decision. I think there's other reasons, as we've sort of outlined, that mm. it, you, know, you can never really pick your timing in these things. I think, you know, and and it's rare to see a coach and a club finishing on such good terms. You, you'd like to think it wasn't rare. You'd like to think it happened more often. But you know, the timing in footy, you can't always pick or dictate. But you know, to your point, um, clearly, if you know, we're the only club with a vacancy, then clearly that does you know, give you, a, a, I guess, a broader view of, of, of what you can consider. So, yeah I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and I don't want to push you on this because I know acknowledging absolutely that he's got a game to coach tomorrow, but do you form a committee in this situation? Um, obviously, a list as a result of that. Is, that. is that something, or is it strictly in-house? Do you bring others in, consultants and the like, or how do you anticipate you might go about it? Yeah, not... I've, not so so sure what we'd do from an external point of view, whether anyone else would be involved beyond at the moment the chairman, mm. uh, the chairman of our footy committee, which is Jimmy Bartell, and, and our general manager of football, Jason McCartney. That's probably the group at the moment. I think I've never been, or I've probably never thought too much about externals because I, I don't know that they always know what you actually need. They haven't. They don't know exactly what the culture of the club is or the environment that. The Giants might have. You know, Sheedy sat on a, a panel for us as he was as he was moving out, but he just had a, he had a unique frame of reference. But yeah, I think you know Jimmy Bartel's brought an enormous amount to our club. In in and again, you know, lateral thinking was is required at a club like ours. We don't have past players necessarily that are available to be directors of football. So we've been mm. 
fortunate, I think, to have someone like Jimmy Bartel's calibre um, working with us. So he'll play a critical role. One of the great accidents of timing on Thursday night was that Alistair Clarkson was on 360. <laughs> Dave, did you tune in just to hear what he might have to say? <laughs> I did, yeah. I yeah. Did. What did you um, think? I thought it was compelling viewing. Um, no, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think that's that's the theatre of this game, isn't it? So it was um, unusual timing or, or great coincidence, as you say. But uh, look, yeah, I think... Clearly, when somebody's as revered as he is with the track record, he is, his, his name's going to come up in those sort of conversations. But it's just not—it's just not a topic for us at the moment, really. We just—we are focused on what's in front of us, and we'll we'll form that committee and develop a sort of a list of competencies and other things, and and move into a process. That I—that's all given. But did he leave you with? So he left me with the impression that he is going to coach again. Did he leave you with that impression? I think most people would would have imagined that he would have that imagination that he would coach again at some point. I mean, he's clearly he clearly still has the passion and the drive. And you know, I guess one of the things that he's always been admired for is 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 the way he goes away and 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 being over with the Golden State Warriors and having a look at different things. So he he continues to seek knowledge, as Kevin Sheedy would say. And he's if he's got an enthusiasm, I'm sure that there's a job somewhere at some point. Across the competition, but who knows? So, David, it sounds like you've been following him. If you've been uh, tracking him over to GWS, oh, sorry, over to uh, Golden State Warriors. No, I was just interested <laughs> in hearing him talk about it. I, I think I saw that. I think, like a lot of people, I just saw that little clip on social media where yeah. was a superstar didn't have to go through uh, yes. security, but he did. I thought it was amusing. But I asked, anyway. I asked Clark about your list. He said you're lacking a couple of point guards. I'm not sure what he was talking about. <laughs> And will you, is there the capacity to bring anybody else into your coaching staff, Dave, given that this is a long stretch from here and once Leon leaves, you are one body short? Yeah, there's likely to be a bit of a cabinet reshuffle in terms of you know, what, what resource we might be able to put behind Mark McVeigh because we, yeah, we, don't, we, don't we don't want to move forward with a one short or man down sort of, I guess, sentimental feeling about it all. So I know Mark's started to think about that, and he's often, he's had a lot of those conversations with Leon as well. Leon, uh, in some ways, was was almost preparing Mark for this uh, eventuality. So those guys are very aligned on you know, how, how things should structure up. Dave, thanks for your time today, and good luck tomorrow as you see off your long-time coach. Pleasure, guys. Thanks very much. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.